go, go. Oh, uh, one go. Hello, and welcome to Q and A Quest episode three hundred thirty-two. I'm your host, Mike. Finally, up to One Piece episodes in HD apps, and with me as always. Uh, currently distracted by uh my Star Ocean combos. I don't know, David McBurney, Family Master. Um, only reads One Piece in the Curry Restaurant. Your manager pen, Michael Baker, guide you into a Sounds like a good time, doesn't it? Yeah. No, I mean, seriously, every single Coco Ichiban Curry Restaurant in the city has the entire run of One Piece available to to read while you eat. Oh, that doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I'm pr- sure that they probably would have done it anyway, even if the mangaka was not from the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean... Not gonna lie, I've been reading the manga too. The manga's better. Yeah, I mean that tends to be the way of things. Yeah. I know. I mean, I can think of a few anime series that were better than their manga. It happens, but I mean that it's usually the manga's better. Yeah. Well, just actually, um, do you remember the series called Planetus? Yeah. The uh, I can say very much that the anime was better than the manga in that case. It's like they, they took the first three volumes of the manga and they just did a very good editing job, um, reorganized the plot, added several um, several characters and secondary stories, and it was just it was a much better story overall. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anyway, as for, for one example of when that actually is true, most of the time you're right. It's usually better as the anime. Yeah, not more often or, than no, not. Probably better as the manga because the anime is usually trying to catch up. Yeah. Anime is trying right. to catch up, and more often than not, there's also just the issue of like issues of how to pace the show because, like, a yeah. show usually has to combine some uneven number of manga chapters. Yeah, I've just seen this. And then sometimes has to wait for the manga to actually happen. Like yep. Naruto. Uh, or Dragon Ball. Did you ever, did you ever compare, like, uh, Sergeant Frog? No, I never looked at that one. Sergeant Frog did it pretty well, where the anime is taken as an alternate universe mm-hmm. version of the manga. So, where the manga does one story, the anime will take that story and then it will double up on it as, like, they mm-hmm. will expand upon it. They'll do some other different things with it. Mm-hmm. So, um, it comes off as a, a very nice variation on the manga. Mm-hmm. Without having to deal with the same uh, filler issues that some other series had. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna say, Wills? I was just saying I've seen this particularly bad with the the, the last One Piece arc I watched, Skypea, which oh yeah, that one told me not missed. to watch, and I can see why. But it's way way better in the manga. Mm-hmm. I can just, only imagine just the pa- the pacing and is just awful. I mean, like they absolutely butchered it. <laughs> Plenty of episodes where just nothing's happening, as I yes. would imagine. Oh yes, like I, it's, I haven't finished reading the whole arc in the manga, but I got like I'm like four volumes in. I'm like, this was like forty episodes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, <sighs> but just like uh, I, I can't get over the, the like just the the chapter things where he just tells a, a story with just the chapter pages it's, it's so great yep how mm-hmm. oh, he gets in a lot of his extra stuff mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and a lot of times those will get, like come up later. Like there was one with uh, it was two of the former villains like meet up and become Faggy and. I know that's how they they explain how Buggy gets where he ends yeah. up later on in the series. Yeah, it took me a while to realize that, that was actually telling a story and not just a bunch of random images. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it can be both. Yeah, yeah, but it does eventually come together as like, oh, there's a narrative that's happening here that is going to be ex that is the canonical explanation for why Buggy just showed up again. Yeah, right now, the one I have is mm -hmm. King Wapple is becoming a toy maker entrepreneur <laughs> sure why not it's, uh, it's, it's great I enjoy it <sighs> yo 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 took a bite of gum gum uh... but yeah Skypea manga good anime not so good less so less so I mean there's lots of good stuff in there it's just like it's stretched so stretched out so other than things that you've been watching what have you been playing Mario RPG I just beat it this evening <laughs> completing my run of trying to beat it like I have to return the <laughs> sorry I just got the music in my head that's fine it's always stuck in my brain uh, it's an absolutely wonderful remaster, remake, whatever you want to call it. Um, I hear that most of the new content is bunched at the end in the post game. Yeah, I haven't done any of that yet, but supposedly there's just like some boss rushes and other things yet. And there's some other things I want to do before I really put it down completely. Like I haven't beat the Final Fantasy secret boss yet. Uh, I'm not sure if I ever beat that boss in the original game. I have memories of beating it, but I'm not sure that I did. It's really hard. But the nice touches are cool. Like, the, the new super moves they added in are nice. Uh, the little prompts to help you learn, like, the timing of attacks are great. Uh, the remastered soundtrack is wonderful, and the game looks really nice. Like, I have... In my memory, very pretty. in my memory, the game was a very nice looking Super Nintendo game. Looking at some of like the comparisons, then you go back and look at it. And oh, it's like, this, oh, this, this looks these like pre-rendered sprites have not aged well at all. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it was perfectly serviceable, but yeah, the the new one actually looks wonderful. So, yeah, uh, it was one of those the... early um, like claymation style three D fake things, right? Yeah, like it was, was, was pre-rendered like Donkey like, Kong Country here. games. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant. That kind, that style. Yeah. Speaking of things that look like shit, the thing Wheels is currently streaming. <laughs> what is he currently streaming? White Knight Chronicles Two. Well, technically one though. Well, yes. Uh, it's the one part of two. Yes. <laughs> God, Why? Shit. Uh, I, I spent uh, like I spent like 10 minutes trying to interrogate Wheels on this and his answers were not satisfactory <laughs> the reason is I've been playing lots of level 5 stuff and while decided he would just like to like them a little bit less while going through games to get rid of some of the games I'm like oh hey I have this so I should probably try this maybe 
Ugh, look at this game, it's not aged good. Um, moving on. Uh, but yeah, I've played a bit of Mario RPG. I like what I've played, but I've also got Star Ocean 2, and that has eaten my life. But before I get into that, we should talk to... We should let Gaijin talk. <laughs> yes. What have you been playing? Me? Yes. I'm still on the same uh, one, Warriors of the Nile 2. Mm -hmm. uh, zero story, but it's a surprisingly good tactical game. Oh, that's worth something. Yeah, yeah. Um, all the character, all the different archetypes play very differently from one another, which is kind that's of good. fun. Um, currently messing around with one called the Saint of Dawn, a magic type character who um, she summons Scarab Beetle Buddies to do the attacking for her. And if you get a good combination of feats and equipment in, you can basically keep earning back energy faster than you're spending at summoning new beetles. <laughs> the horrible um, beetle battery. Yep. Yeah, um, I think my limit is six to summon. Mm -hmm. Not counting the ex not counting a couple extras. But yeah, um This playthrough I haven't gotten it quite as broken as I did in the previous one. It was really fun that time, but working on it. So, yeah, we shall see. Okay. Well, how about you? Oh no. You know what it is. Uh, Star Ocean. Um, more Star Ocean. Yeah. Star Ocean. Star Ocean. More Star Ocean. Star Ocean. Uh, I'll be playing more Star Ocean now that Mario's done. Good. Could be playing that now. Instead, you're playing the shit. Um, I'm already bored. I'm gonna find a save point and fail. <laughs> this is the most uh, generic ass generic fantasy. Yeah, uh, like that's that's kind of the thing. It never really does anything. Yeah. Was uh, the, the series just never really went anywhere? Yeah, it's uh, as I was describing it to Wales before we started streaming. It is like it feels like something you would see labeled in a plain white box that just says "reconstituted R RPG product." It <laughs> <laughs> really is what it is. On. Yeah, like it's 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 quote unquote gimmick is the you eventually get uh, the white knight that's just basically a robot. But like not an exciting mm -hmm. one. Sort of looks like the guy left from Escaflone, but Jeez, it's uh. Played Dark Cloud. Yeah, Dark Cloud at least has like some gameplay stuff going on, and doesn't have such a fucking long opening. Like you can have like a generic ass game, but you you don't have to spend belabor it so much. Like, they spend so much time at the opening as though you give a shit about any of the fucking things that are happening. Okay, I'm stopping. I'm stopping. Um, no, continue. Like, it's, it's just a really boring game. I love the, like, so you had to make your, like, MMO avatar character at the start, and they are not the main character, but they are in the party, and they do not talk. <laughs> So they just will be in the background while act while like the boring real characters have like dialogue okay. for the rest of the game. Oh god. 
Why did they do it like that? I don't know. <sighs> but yeah, uh, for some reason, all the people that were like absolutely furious that True Fantasy Live Online got canceled did not come out in droves for the online mode of White Knight Chronicles. <laughs> Amazing enough. Yes. But yeah, uh, Star Ocean Progress Report. Uh, I am like a quarter to a third of the way through the game. Like getting into getting close to the end of what was originally the third the first disc. Uh I'm level hundred and two. Wow. Uh, I have what is now the male leads second best weapon? Like they added a new best weapon for him because they added it everyone gets a new best weapon in the new version. Uh Infinity Sword plus one. Yeah, I don't know what the new one's called. There's there like one of the things that was fun about Star Ocean Two is that a lot of characters there's like there's not a this is the only thing that could be considered the best weapon. There's like some some amount of debate about what would be the best weapon for most of the characters. I, uh, I think you mentioned this before. Yeah. And so it's it's nice that they've added yet another option for that debate. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited to experiment with it. Um, but yeah, so I've I've got most of my party. God, who am I missing? Uh, oh yeah, I'm miss, I'm missing the the reporter that you get in the second half. Uh, but that's that's about it as far as like what I like. I've done some really stupid shit just sort of because I could. Uh, I taught all of my characters to write so that they could write skill books for each other so that I could pump everyone's skill levels to absurd amounts. So that was fun. Uh, the new... So they, they've added a couple of new uh, systems that are designed to interplay with the changes that they made in the remake. So mm -hmm. one of them is that since... Enemy encounters are now symbol encounters. Uh, there was already a system, there was already a skill that you could get called Scout that would determine, uh, that would allow you to increase or decrease the amount of random encounters. And what they did uh, to with that is that they added a super skill, because uh, like there's the specialties and there's the super specialties. Uh, and... Uh, oh, there's a high-value pickpocket here, I believe. Um, Do I have anyone who can pickpocket? Uh, probably not. You need at least... You need to buy the Thieves' Glove. Uh, you probably want someone to have nimble fingers. And it would have to be Reyna in this case, because it, this character that you're about to run into only appears when you're in this area in a private action. Mm. Uh, this this private action is actually uh, missable, and if you miss it, it locks you out of the option to make the final boss level 250. Um, which is probably why they were fine with making it missable. Um, <laughs> you, you super don't want to do that by accident. It's, it's really hard to, but it is possible. Um, 
because like one of the weird things that Star Ocean 2 does is that a bunch of stuff in the original game opened up once you reached the final save point. But in order to access it, you would have to reach that final save point and then trek out of the last dungeon. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so what I was going to say was... Uh, God, I got completely sidetracked by trying to give bad advice to wheels. Um, uh, in the oh yeah, the the new so you had scouting in the original, and that would allow you to decrease or increase the encounter rate. But in the remake, since there's symbol encounters, what that does is it just like determines how many enemy groups will spawn at any given moment, which you know that makes sense. But as an addition they added the super specialty of bodyguard which allows like your party members who are following you around on the map which is a new addition to run in and uh interact with the symbol encounters to like keep them away from you or if the symbol if the enemy is a low level they'll just kill it instantly and deposit money and experience into your like uh, like you'll just get the money and experience you would have gotten from fighting them. Uh, That's nice. Yeah, and you can like at end game allegedly you can get to the like when you're at level 150 and trying to reach like level 250, you can go into the bonus dungeon and all of the enemies are technically below your level, so they will be considered low enough level that you get uh, that they can be instantly killed. And so the most efficient grinding method now is to just run around in circles in the like deep in the bonus dungeon where the enemies are super high level but uh, still lower than your level and just like reap ungodly amounts of EXP, <laughs> <laughs> which is a new system. But totally like what makes the best compliment I can give to this is that's a new system that is completely in step with the insanity of the old system. There's a so, whistling yeah. skill? Yeah, whistling is used for the find familiar and bunny call specialty and super specialty. How do I pick packets? Uh, so hit the Y button. Whales? Yes, I hit Y. Hit the Y oh, button. I got it, I found it. Yeah. Actually, you're best off getting stop. I have no points well, yeah, that's why I was going to say before you buy anything, hit the Y button again. Okay. And look at the very top skill. Determination. Look at what it does. This mm -hmm. lowers SP needed for each... Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> that is Son the first skill every character should invest in. God damn it. Why? There is no benefit why? to not doing that first. Why? You just never read it once. Why? Also, you can you can actually afford a second level of it. Of what? Oh yeah, I of did. determination. I got, it. I got it. I got it. Okay. But yeah, you can use that on like Claude and Celine can reap these benefits at least. Should I get Claude pickpocketing as well? Uh, it's not particularly necessary at this point because you're probably not going to make a lot of use of the contraband super specialty. But in, in general. Uh, in general, you basically you should also be checking like, does 
Do any of your characters have nimble fingers? Go into the status screen. Sorry, this is this is what I was born to do: is instruct people in Star Ocean Two. I'm already doing it for another person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just having flashbacks to Star Ocean One and some of the things that were similar here. Yeah, when especially if you play First Departure, uh, uh, that was remade. Celine does. Yeah, Celine has it. The other two can get it, and in fact, it might actually be worth like. Uh, attempting steals until you get it, uh, because when you develop a new talent, you automatically get like an extra hundred skill points. So okay. So next question: How do I pickpocket? So what you'll need is you need to go to. You're going to need to run across the continent in the other direction to a town called Harley. Oh no. That's fine. It, it won't take long. But basically, you go to the town of Harley, and there is Am I miss a... This person? I no, they won't leave. The, in fact, if you if you advance the story, they will go away. Who Who is it, out of curiosity? Uh, the, the lady street preacher. Okay, I guess she is gone. What the fuck? Well. Oh, well, it's fine. Yeah. It's not a super high-value pickpocketing item. Do, do. It's mostly just... Uh... Oh, of course. You know you can load from within. Yeah, the game, I know. Right? I, I realized that as soon as I did it. <laughs> God damn it. But yeah, so so basically the, the item she gives you is like, I think it's called the Sprites Bracelet in this translation. And what it does is like, it has a small pool of items that it can, uh, like you equip it and it has a small pool of items that it selects from that it will drop in your inventory about once every five to ten seconds. Uh, and... Is one of these that dupable, incredibly abusable item that you mentioned last week? Yeah, this is where you get the... This is the easiest source for a counterfeit metal. Uh, so yeah, that's that's why you would get it. It's possible to just make a counterfeit metal with the contraband super specialty. Uh, but, you know. Contraband is one that you... Contraband has a lot of really strange items in it. My personal favorite is, like, you can get, like, a fake, like... I forget what it's called. It's, like, a... But basically, you show it to someone at an inn, and that particular inn has to let you stay there for free for the rest of the game. And that is useless, because it... It costs nothing to stay at an inn. There's no, there's no need to ever do that. It's just really funny that you can do it. Uh, there are, oh God, some of the, the contraband items are really strange. Uh, let me see if I can pull up some of these because they do, they do strange. They have very strange uh, interactions. Uh, which town? Where am I going to? You are going to Harley. It's all the way on the east side of the first continent. Okay. The east, that one, that green dot on the easternmost edge. Yeah. Got it. So, okay. yeah. So, so failing contraband gets you the infamous bounce check item. I've complained about that one many times. Uh, okay, so the there's the contract. That's what, that's what allows you to stay in, in for the rest of the game for free. Uh, in whatever town you use it in. There's the infamous counterfeit metal, which sets the EXP needed to the next level to 1, uh, up until you reach level 100. 
there's the forged bill, the forged check, and the forged document, which are all items that you just sell for cash. Health insurance. Uh, Health insurance? If you, yeah, if you use it on a KO'd party member, you get uh, full, the, the game's currency, equal to their level times 1,000. Uh, you got the item order, which uh, deposits, like, you don't know what it is, but it, it will deposit one random item in your inventory from a different uh, item pool than some of the other items that do that. Uh, the secret account, which just permanently lowers the prices of most of the stores in the game. Uh, but it's treated like you've got some sort of, like threat going on because like when you talk to, an, to when you talk to shopkeepers that the secret account works on they they talk like you're threatening them uh, you have the seizure warrant and the stock certificate which are additional sellable items uh, yeah and some of these some of these have different uh different names in different translations. A lot of them actually have the same ones, but yeah. Uh the fucking fucking life insurance is really funny. Uh Oh, the stock certificate is uh what it does is it's the it's the reverse of the bounce check. As long as you have it in your inventory, it just generates money. So yeah, that's that's what you can get by contraband. Uh, using the contraband super specialty causes your entire party to like each other less. It's extremely funny. Um, but yeah, Star Ocean 2 is incredible. This remake is wonderful. Uh, in general, it's made the... Oh, someone just got wrecked. Uh, in general, it's made all of the... Uh, combat just that that little bit more complex a little bit more interesting uh it's uh like the the new backgrounds are gorgeous it it really is just uh the best possible remake one could have even possibly hoped for with for star ocean 2 so very happy very happy to to have this uh i i had Nothing like the kinds of hopes, uh, the kind of hope that this game should have in retrospect that I should have had for this game when I saw that they had trademarked Star Ocean 2R. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. just assumed because they had just like basically the the, the version of one they did it. on Switch and PS4, it's just a port of the PSP game, isn't it? It's a port of the PSP game. In Japan, it did have a new dub and. Uh, they they did new character art because the PSP's character art just looks cheap and doesn't fit the game style at all. Uh, so the, they gave it new character art that's a little better. I think the the character art in Star Ocean Two R is better still. Uh, but yeah, in in general, uh, just you know, it, it was it was largely the same game as the PSP game. Uh, but this this definitely has has had a 
bit polish, some nice additions, a lot of, and it's just it's it's wonderful to be able to like the quality of life additions are just off the charts. Like, it's very easy to just move to any save point in the game. Like, if you get far enough in a dungeon to reach like a save point near the end of it, you can just warp right out of that across the planet with a button press. Awesome. Uh, if if you want to uh, just... Uh, if you don't want to like concern yourself with figuring out the individual skills that will contribute to the specialty you need, uh, you can... Uh, you, you can just pay, like tell the game to spend however much SP is needed to level up that specialty. It just cleans up that interface so much. Uh, it's it's wonderful. It's it's a wonderful game. It's a wonderful remake. They've made a lot of they've made a lot of little uh, under the hood changes, and as as is so rare, so often I think all of them were correct. So uh, yeah, you're looking for the thief's gloves. It should be sold in one of these shops. Yeah, I'll have to say it will be. I have to say okay. like. And not having played too much Star Ocean, because I mm -hmm. started with the worst one, uh, it always seemed like, oh, this is kind of, this is just like Tales, but it's more sci-fi. And listening to, playing this and listening to you talk about all the in-depth stuff in there, it definitely sounds like, oh, no, this is a Tri-Ace-S, Tri-Ace game. This is, Way this more is, okay. Than, than, uh, yeah. Than than uh, any tail subsystems yes. have ever been. Uh, so yeah, that's forty thousand full. You don't have the money for this. There is in this town a quick way to get money that's been added to this version. You can fish. Uh, fishing uh, will get you the forty thousand full you need in like ten minutes. Um, okay. Uh, if you go over closer to the harbor, the the new fishing NPC will approach you, and you'll be able to get. Uh, get moving on that, but uh, it's it's the easiest fishing mini game in the world. It's so simple that even I don't hate it. So, uh, but yeah. So, uh, what was I going to say something about it? But yeah, like it's it's basically the best version of what it's doing. Uh, I, I there's there's very little reason to like. Someone like me might one day play the PS1 version or the PS. Well, it's it's hard to pick the PSP version's translations better. I super dislike the portraits. Like, there's no ideal version of that old version. But like, if like this is a uh, like there's unless you're nostalgic for the old backgrounds, there's basically no reason to ever play another version of this game again. Like the like highest compliments. There's this is the version of the game to play. Uh, so yeah, please please do not sleep on it. It's absolutely wonderful. Uh, so there's uh, there's that. Well, I mean, judging how how much the Switch version seemed to sell out, that seems to be a good sign. Yeah, hopefully it's at least doing as well as one could hope. I would I'm I'm curious this seems to have been developed by a company called Gem Drops. Yeah, Tim 
was saying on Sonny and H Nagans they developed something else that was surprising. I forget what he said. Yeah, I'm trying to Oh Christ Star, Christ Star. Oh, the game he was just playing. Yeah. Yeah, developer Gemdrop, publisher Fuyu. But yeah, they seem to be they seem to be a talented studio. I will be interested in seeing what like I would it would be nice to see what kind of thing that Square would have them do if they need, you know, because like they're clearly capable of doing the, uh, the general like HD two D style in a very pleasing fashion. I'd be interested to see what Square could maybe have them do on, say, a Star Ocean style game or something else entirely. So. Make a star. Saga Frontier too. Oh, that'd be a good one. <laughs> be make interesting. A, make a Star Ocean three. That a new one. A new one that does keeps nothing from the the first one. My my, uh, <laughs> my actual pipe dream imagination is Gem Drops produced Star Ocean Blue Sphere remake. That would be nice. Uh, yeah. Just because, I mean, they've got all those sprites just sitting around. You could probably do, like, if you wanted, you could just sort of make it into a pseudo, like, two and a half rather than the, like, you know, Blue Sphere by itself was, like, a cool game, but it was also, you know, it's a Game Boy Color game. Oh, they did do a graphical remake of it. For yeah, smart, like, for, for the cell phones, phones. Yeah. yeah. Looks but, much nicer, just they never did anything with it afterwards. Yeah, it feels like I, I feel like you know you got you got all this, you've got basically all the assets you need to make a Blue Sphere remake already. Just do it. Mm -hmm. but oh, hello, I do also. Joe. Hello, Joe. Uh, I do also yeah. love the. I, I do also love the fact that uh, Blue that uh, Blue Sphere uh, works off of a version of the Star Ocean Two canon that is irreconcilable with any way of playing the game. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it lets you have all the characters. Yep. Surely, surely, uh, Opera and Ashton will be the best of friends now. But, yeah, so, <sighs> wonderful game. Uh, Please, uh, please have gem drops. Go ahead and make a uh, blue sphere remake as a companion to it. Please and thank you. Uh, but yeah, uh, and yeah, I've played a bit of the Mario RPG remake as well. It's very good. Uh, I feel like the uh, additional animation uh, provided by having true 3D models rather than pre-rendered sprites has uh, done a lot to benefit the look of the game and the general personality that all the characters exude, which is nice. Especially my uh, MVP in this game. I, I just love how much they sort of wiggle. Yes. <laughs> Especially at level up. You get like one character levels up and the entire party is just sort of happily wiggling. Yeah. Especially a lot, of the, a lot of the enemies too. Like, Oh yeah. The final boss, like the second form of Smithy, he like... Mm -hmm. His head is like molten metal and morphs in the different shapes. <laughs> Don't think I ever got to that form in the original game. It looks really cool in this this version. It's mm -hmm. all animated. It's all fully animated. Mm -hmm. 
They also uh, cleaned up the translation a little bit so that some of the translation, uh, so, some of the jokes are a little more like clear and not gummed up by weird localization or not being localized. Uh, most most obviously, characters like Mac got his name switched to uh, Clay Morton, and uh, yeah. the the unlocalized. Uh, like unfortunately we are a few generations past the point where Mac the knife become remains a viable joke. Lies about it just oozing lies. Yes. But uh, uh and Yaridovich got his name properly like properly localized to just Spiritovich. But uh, in in general, they 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 largely seem to have kept the original script, but they like anything where it's like the original joke was kind of lost or uh, obscured. They've kind of cleaned it up to make it a little uh, easier to catch. Some of the uh, I remember Legends of Localization uh, a few years back went over like some of the uh, mind reading uh, powers, like some of the. Uh, text in that and found that that was the place where most uh, where the most jokes seem to have just kind of gotten lost uh, some of them having been references to at the time extremely contemporary like anime uh, up to <laughs> and including like one of them is straight up just an Evangelion joke uh, but yeah it's uh they they all those seem to have been cleaned up. They all function as jokes now. Uh, also, my favorite thing about the way that fishing works in Star Ocean, since that's what Wheels is doing right now, is that if there is water, you can cast your line into it, even if there being fish there doesn't make any sense at all. This is like there Pokemon is, fishing. Yeah, there is a. Uh, in the town Wheels is in, there is just a pot of water inside of a mansion, and you can just fish infinite fish out of that. <laughs> in fact, I demand Wheels go do that right now. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, so, uh, it's, it's a good time to be uh, a... It's a good time to be a big fan of weird old games to see remakes. Yes. Um, and also, hey, yep. Star Ocean Divine Force on sale yeah. for like 19 bucks right now. That's that's real tempting. I wish that I had the Steam version, although I hear that it can is is kind of spotty on the Steam Deck. And that one is also not on sale. <laughs> oh, it, well is, then, why bother? It's on sale for like 34. Not nearly as on sale. Yeah, no. Well, I can say did did they change? I'm curious if they changed Gino's name spelling any to reflect the joke that came after the game originally. I don't think... No. I think Gino is just the same as usual. Yeah, Yeah, just because um, there's a character in Moon RPG Remix Adventure called Noji, mm. who is Gino. Yeah. Because the same developers made <laughs> worked on Super Mario RPG, yeah. and so they just brought the character over. Yeah, Mario RPG was uh, <laughs> primarily made by people who went on to make Love It a Leak. Yep, uh, I can see it. Yeah. Hey, there's the pot. 
Uh, yeah, I think it actually has a slightly different uh, fish set than the uh, than the <laughs> docks outside. But yeah, so uh, been, been having a been having a been having a ball, having a ball. Um, let's see, I'm gonna. Pop on over and see if we've got any new questions. There's a body just to the line. Okay. Okay, nothing there. Let's check. I've I've been derelict in checking the comment section, so let me check that. Crush the old order and create a new society. Oh, Joe um, said he streamed some Diablo Four and it crashed twice, but otherwise he seems to enjoy it. Yeah, you can catch those uh, streams at Twitch.tv/SmokingJoeGamer. There's also a YouTube archive. There, we did the plug. MK1 on Friday, gross. Yeah, I would not purchase that, but I mean, different strokes for different folks. Uh, okay, it looks like we got nothing in the new questions pile, so let's just pull stuff out of the. Pull a few out of the, the list. Also, happy Thanksgiving, Wheels. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. It's America. It's American Thanksgiving, and it just rolled over to that day in Wheels' time zone it's, about an uh, hour ago. It's currently Japanese Labor Day. Hooray! Which is why I'm here. Hooray! We lucked out. Uh, also, Joe, instead of wasting money on MK1, you could have bought Persona 5 Tactica, which I haven't played yet, but looks great. Yeah, I need to pick that up. A lot of games. A lot of games just yeah. sort of bunching themselves up together. I really wanted to burn Mario RPG off that list. Cause that... <laughs> you didn't want that to sit in your backlog because it's like 12 hours sit. long. Yeah, I didn't want it to sit there. And also, it's like, I never finished this as a kid. I wanted to finish, like, I wiped the first time I against think... the last boss and almost was almost tempted to just put a shit down to that new easier difficulty. And I'm just like, no, no. I need to do this. <laughs> I, th I think what stopped me the first time I played through it was there was a, a platforming bit trying to get to the Cloud Kingdom that I could never manage properly. Oh, and yeah, I never nice. got back to it. It was like 23 years ago. Wow. Yeah, you should probably from, do that again sometime. Um, flying Cooper Shell to Flying Cooper Shell? I think there's, uh, a, there's actually only a few jumps that are annoying, and then I think the last few you can actually just wait and walk from walk to the next shell. You don't even have to jump. Hmm. But I don't know if they improved, changed or improved that at all from the original. Uh... Uh, let's see, can you think of any game? I'm, I'm pulling from the big list. Thanks once again to Fireminer. Can you think of video games that are the victims of their own success, and that so many people bought them and then realized how bad the game was? 
Hmm. We can make some really inappropriate jokes here. Oof. Uh, I mean, there, there's still like an ongoing, like like all Final Fantasies, there is still an ongoing blood war over whether uh, 16 is good or not. So that's that doesn't really count because there needs to be like a broad that consensus that the game sucks. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, you could get somebody to argue for literally every Final Fantasy game ever. Yeah. Stump for two. <laughs> yeah. Good game. Um, I, will also, I would also stump for three. Good game, good game. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to think of, like, I'm trying to think of things that are, like, not uh, weird anomalies because, like, I think of something like Enter the Matrix, which <sighs> sold like a bazillion copies, and not and like three people could find something in it to enjoy. Uh, what a piece of shit! Mm-hmm. <laughs> piece and, of and, shit. and contributed to the fact that no one played its vastly superior follow-up. That's a completely deranged uh, madman uh, game called The Matrix: Path of Neo. Which uh, replaces the ending of the movie with Neo fighting a giant robot made out of Agent Smiths. Sounds wonderful. It's a very strange thing. It they literally start the opening uh, the the before the level even opens. The Wachowskis come on screen and talk about how they don't think that the film's ending fits a video game, and so that they made this new one instead. <laughs> Deranged game. Uh, but since the the. Uh, that, that didn't have traditional follow-ups. I'm trying to think of... Uh, this is not a terrible game, but I do think that uh, in some sense it poisoned people's idea of what the franchise was, and they kind of had to... like there, there needed to be deliberate course-correcting after it, but uh, Resident Evil 5, which was... I, I don't know if it still is, but it was for a a long time, the very best-selling Resident Evil game. It sold like 10 million copies. And uh, it, it very much like alienated a lot of people that were like the old-school fans that were already like on shaky ground after 4 who were wrong, but whatever. But like, you know, and the, a lot of the new people who had been brought in by 4 who maybe weren't as interested in a game that basically doesn't work if it's not being played in multiplayer. Uh, it, it was a hugely successful game, but it also kind of put the franchise on its back foot in a lot of ways. And then, you know, when 6 doubled down on it because 5 sold so well, it ended up alienating people even more. Uh, trying to think of RPGs where this is the case. What were you just uh, talking about? I'm sorry, I was trying to read some of the... Trying to figure out where... How do I exchange the fish for money? You sell them, like a normal thing. Oh, I thought I had to do it with the fish person. No, you just sell them. They're just okay. items. Got it. Uh, what were you asking what, me, though? What game series were you talking about? Resident Evil. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um... Uh, Trying to think of RPGs where this would be the case. Uh, I had something in my brain and now I forgot about it. Fuck. I've ruined it. Uh, but yeah, you, you definitely run into these sorts of things where, like, 
something it, it is it is the worst kind of the most poisonous kind of success uh think of other examples but they're not immediately coming to me uh. play them off with the with more enter the matrix talk that game is broken uh <laughs> Uh, speaking of these, I think that uh, Star Ocean Three, it was it was not a huge hit, but I definitely think that it it definitely sold better than most, if not it, it definitely sold better than the first two, and it might have sold better than the, the than its successors. I definitely think it's the game where like. It, it it's it was partially buoyed up by being a the first one that was published by Square Enix rather than just Enix, which you know didn't have a lot of cachet in America at the time. Uh, it was uh, a big budget looking PS2 game. Uh, just a, a lot of things that at least in the U.S. made it so that it was kind of going to be a lot of RPG fans first introduction to the franchise and i do feel like it definitely took the series from being a cult hit to oh that one where everyone's in an mmo that sucks and i, I definitely think that 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 would make it that kind of poisonous success in as much as it was like the best-selling one so far oops but yeah uh, uh, you got any for this guy, Jen? Or no, just trying to think of anything major. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I mean, you can find people who claim this about every major published and successful franchise, but it's really hard to find any that really fit the bill. Yeah, it can be hard to find ones where, like, there's an immediate, like, th this one sold huge, and then afterwards you start seeing backlash very quickly. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, often, sometimes you start seeing it before it actually goes on sale. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um... What about uh, yeah. hmm? uh, Twilight Princess to some extent? It was the best-selling one, and it definitely like was the point where a lot of people got fatigued with that style of Zelda. So I think there's there's an argument to be made, even though I like Twilight Princess. I do too. Well, it's not my favorite. Mm-hmm. But yeah, until Breath of the Wild, it was the best-selling Zelda game, and uh, yeah, and then uh, by the time Skyward Sword came out, the Wii was definitely on its last legs, and not a lot of, relatively speaking, not as many people played it. Bit of a shame. I loved uh, it Skyward Sword. It's so good. Still the best Zelda. Not Zelda oh. game. The best character Zelda. Yeah, yeah, very much the best, like, the, the Zelda that I most want to just, uh, the, the Link and Zelda that I have the most fun just seeing. Yeah. 
Um, also, Joe asks what our favorite games of 2023 were. Hmm. I think you said favorite game. Singular. Yeah, but I was saying I was saying games by virtue of the oh, fact yeah. that there are three of us. Um, I don't. I almost don't want to answer that before I play a Persona Five sequel. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is the tactics spinoff, but yeah, there, yeah, there's there's always room. Uh, it's like me dot game. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but, but I mean, besides that, it'd have to be uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, that's 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 an easy one. Uh, if we clear, clear that off the table, because uh, that's a boring I, answer. <laughs> no, not even a boring answer, but it is one of those ones that's like it's an easy answer. Yeah. If we if we clear that from the table, uh, Street Fighter Six was really strong. I've been having fun playing, popping back yeah, into that every week or so. I mean, honestly, Star Ocean 2R was probably in the ballpark for me. Oh, duh. Uh, duh. Remnant 2, duh. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> definitely going to be in Wales' ballpark. Yeah. Uh, for Gaijin, since you generally ignore release dates, uh, you can go ahead and just say a favorite game that you played this year. doesn't have to be from this year. Well, I mean, Retalia Rise of 3 was this year. Oh, that's true, that's, that's true. Right, yeah. And that was an awesome game. This year, but yeah, yeah, a weird year. Um, let's see what other things I actually played that came out this year. Affogato, that one mm. that was cute. Oh, Train Trigger came out this year. That's right. That yeah. Uh, I also this... played. I also played Stick of Truth this year, which was definitely not this year's release. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, sp speaking of things that, like this, this only just came to the U.S. this year. I. Was it this year or was it late last year? Fuck. Uh, Trails to Azure. Yeah. No, I wouldn't be... That... If there's enough people to have been it, I wouldn't be shocked to see that win, um, win big in the RP Gamer Awards. But it's going to depend it deserves on how many to. people played it. Yeah, it deserves to. It's, uh, it's absolutely wonderful. And yeah, it was March of this year. So that, that would honestly be very much in contention for me. Yeah. Uh, I really loved that. This is just a port, but the the Switch version of Remnant from the Ashes also came out this year and is... Uh, Yeoman's work. Yeah, it's a, a brilliant port of a very good game and a nice companion to Remnant 2. So you can take some Remnant with you on the road. Ah... <sighs> I hope they're paying you. They should be. Um, <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not paid by Gunfire Games or THQ Nordic. I swear to God. They should be, though. But I think they're trying to get costs right now. Yes. But, uh, yeah, so... Big... Uh, it's been It's been a very good year. And mm -hmm. a lot of what's been good has also been more spread out than we sometimes get. There's, there's not, there's been something that was strong enough to be in contention for this title uh, throughout the year, which you know, that's that's nice to see. It's nice to see. Yeah, Joe brings up Disgaea uh, Seven and Mario Wonder. I haven't played a ton yeah. of Disgaea Seven, but it definitely feels like um, an improvement over Six, which I called many times a return to form after. 
five. But yeah, uh, the only reason Wonder isn't on my list is because I haven't played it yet. But uh, it's wonderful. Wowie zowie. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that that's one that like it's it's just it's been really strong. Uh, speaking of really good remakes, wasn't Metroid Prime remastered this year? It was. <laughs> Uh, it's it's been in a f- another yet another phenomenal year to be a Switch owner. Yeah, yeah. So for for a system that is slowly but uh, steadily making its way to the end of its life, it never like gave up. <laughs> uh, I definitely own way more Switch games than any other system at mm-hmm. this point. Yeah, definitely, definitely one of those libraries that'll be looked back on in ten years with the kind of fondness that's yep. uh, stuff like the DS, PS2, and Super Nintendo are. So, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, <sighs> but yeah, uh, so I. Th- I think that mostly covers the things I would like be thinking of. I really, really did love Trails to Azure. I kind of want to answer that just because, like, it's it, I, I, I want to give it the recognition. So, also, Nayuto, Nayuto, Kiseki, Legend Nayuto. Yeah, that one's really good. Uh. Much uh, a breezier game in the sense that it is uh, structured more like an East or a uh, not Xanadu uh, or a Zvi game, but you know, uh, still got a lot of the you know copious amounts of Falcom charm and uh, interesting tidbits to try to suss out whether it's actually related to trails or not hard to say who can say <laughs> who can say in this crazy world oh yeah spider-man 2 also this year yeah spider-man <laughs> spider-man 2 less than a month ago <laughs> another game i finished in like a week <laughs> yeah terrifying also you gotta get back on the trails grind um uh yes and uh dragon quest which i have been playing in the background it's not talking nice. about Fighting evil Vikings, trying to get Eric's memory back. Imagine, imagine if one of if if you could just find a Viking that just looked like Booster in Dragon Quest Eleven. That would be hilarious. Booster, like every time I look at him, I keep thinking the same thing, and it's just like someone looked at Wario and said, "What if he was an even more fucked up little guy?" And I mean. I respect it. Driving around a little train in his weird tower. You know what? Actually, uh, I will accept two Super Mario RPG characters in Smash. One of them is Milo and the other is Booster. Oh, that would be great. And then make Booster's tower a uh, stage. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh... No, Gino, though. Make him an assist trophy, I guess. (laughs) If he isn't already one. Uh, I believe he was a Mii Fighter outfit. (laughs) <laughs> the, the suffering the, uh, the wailing and the gnashing of teeth uh, I feel like that's the, the me costume is just like it 
The me costume hurts people so bad because it like like it doesn't give you what you want because you wanted the character properly in the game, but yeah. it also ensures that they can't be in it. Yes. <laughs> it's like somehow worse than the sport trophy. <laughs> See. See. I'm gonna hit one that I reject the premise of the question. It's <laughs> um, a good start. <laughs> You've talked about the many failures of the writing in FF13, but you haven't touched on its characters. Why do you think FF13's characters fails to, fail to connect? I reject the premise. I think that the characters are the one part of the game that does work. Mm. There are definitely people for whom they didn't connect, but that's true of all Final Fantasy games, and true of all video games. Uh, but in, in general, I think that usually the, the characters are what people can connect with in 13. People just have issues with, like, the plot they're trapped in is kind of muddled and weird. Uh, there, are, there are certain characters that maybe don't connect the way that the developers maybe intended them to. I think that uh, chief among those would be Snow and Hope. Uh, but I've definitely met people who like both. I like both of them. I also like uh, both. But I also in, in like, general, uh, Vanille, who people also complain about. Yeah, I'm, I'm less used to people complaining about Vanille, but I do remember people did complain about her. Uh, Joe, Hope is supposed to suck. He's a kid. Spend some yeah, the, time the, with a kid that age. <laughs> The, the yeah. other thing that I think the other thing that I think works with hope is that hope is a damaged child being led into the worst possible human impulses by a damaged adult. Yes, <laughs> that is very very accurate there. So once and it like the the turning point that makes lightning sympathetic because like I think that like people really like lightning's design and liked the idea of a of a tough female protagonist uh enough that they sort of overlooked that she is deeply unsympathetic for large portions of the early game and that's on purpose mm -hmm. like that is not an accident they didn't do that by accident in the same way that someone like cloud or squall is taken objectively pretty deeply unsympathetic early in the game uh, <laughs> early in their respective games uh but uh you know, people people wanted that kind of archetype because it hadn't really been done much in Final Fantasy. So there is a, a group of people that really like when she's doing things that, when taken in con in their context, are pretty bad. <laughs> Up to and including, I'm going to go on a suicide run to uh, try to to die in the process of trying to kill to kill the gods and I'm absolutely taking this child with me <laughs> so it's one of those things that's like and just saying like oh she's a mean girl and it's like that's not even what it is she is broken at that point <laughs> which is you know sympathetic in its own way but it is like objectively bad things uh <laughs> But, you know, uh, and, you know, like, like the reason you set up a character to be unsympathetic to start with is that it gives them a clear path for growth to become sympathetic or to give in to their worst vices, depending upon how tragic or despicable that character is. But you start out with unsympathetic and a protagonist because you it gives them a clear arc. 
And I think that most, like, where the story of FF13 is busted and doesn't have a clear arc and things just sort of meander and you just sort of go from place to place because they just needed to get something that used all the stuff they'd made the characters at least do have clear arcs and do go places that make sense so I think that in as much as 13 did connect with people and it definitely connected with a lot it connected with them uh, in through the characters. The characters are what worked. That's, that's honestly yeah, why the, uh... 13 2 made me so angry because they threw all those characters away and gave us two garbage characters. And you get a, yeah. a monster in your third party. <laughs> I'll be relitigating 13 2 until we're all dead. Um... It's garbage. It's bad. It's. What were you going to say, Gaijin? <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, 13 one just had the wrong sort of plot structure for a video game. Yeah, it uh, it really needed like another massage of the script to get it to a place where it like has uh, like well, I mean, cause... just like it's its basic plot structure is more of a novel. Yeah, I mean, but uh, I think you could massage that script into something that had a structure that made more sense for a game. But, and I, I do think, to some extent... The or more interstitial made, stuff, I guess. Yeah, I, I do think that to some extent, the meandering thing, for at least some of the characters, is intentional. You look at something yeah. like uh, when you're playing as Vanilla and Saz, and their thing is that they do not uh, they just want to be away from the plot. They want as little to do with the plot as possible. And that is... So for them, their chapters being kind of meandering and weird uh, makes a certain degree of sense. Uh, but, like, the, there's not... There's there's no hinting at what you should care about. Like the the villains of the piece should be the thing that draw you to think like to to have an idea of where this is all going. But the uh, the Falci are just not they're not compelling enough from the outset to make to sort of make that to make it clear that even though you can't see the path, you know where things should be going. It's just like yes, I know that this is kind of where we have to end up. I don't have a reason to care about that. The only thing I have a reason to care about is the character journey along the way. Yeah. And it's, I mean, the the entire thing is woven around a fugitive narrative, and so that's, it's hard to work with it when it's not straight um, through everything. Yeah, but, and, and also yeah. the the actual pursuit of the fugitives is not done by of a force that is of relevant nature to the plot. Yeah, that's a major issue right there. Mm -hmm. But I I do think that ultimately the game mostly works, but uh, it, it also because of that it runs into the fact that like you get like where I stopped playing, I still have never finished the game. You get to chapter eleven and. Most of the mm -hmm. characters' plots are in kind of like they've mostly resolved it. So the thing that 
like their their personal demons that were stopping them from embarking on what should be the quote unquote main plot have all mostly been sorted out. They're kind of done. Mm-hmm. And so now the game needs to convince you to care about the core plot, which it's done a very poor job of uh, centering. Yeah, and I, yeah. and I, I, I would love to, like, I, I do not see why there is not, well, I can probably guess technologically why this doesn't happen, but I, I feel like it would be worth Square's while to go back and to uh, make it so that the three thirteen games were available on current platforms. It is weird that they're not. Mm. Like you can, I believe you can play them backwards compatible on the Xbox. You can, and they are actually remastered. They're like it, the, it takes advantage of some uh, extra horsepower. I think they actually, I think that, and I think they actually touched up the uh, the cinematics. That's Cause, wild because I've I've fired it up on like the the. Series X and the the opening animation before you get to the main menu looks beyond gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just yeah. since they're X enhanced, they are, and I don't care if thirteen two is Final Fantasy Pokemon. None the monsters you get are stupid. The game is stupid. I will not let this. Yeah. Go. <laughs> okay, moving on. But yeah, like there's there is, the, the like they. They should not try to run away from these games. No. I think that if they brought them back, divorced from any sort of, like, like divorced from the expectations of it's been, like, five goddamn years and, it, like, we've been... Uh, and they've been showing disconnected, completely nonsensical gameplay trailers over and over. Uh, we, like, if you just drop them on people... You'll see the there's one there exists a fairly strong fandom for those games and two that a lot of people would be much more accepting of them now now that they are not burdened with the uh, notion of carry the franchise because there won't be another one for five years which is a problem that all of the new ones now have to undertake is that like. You know, back in like 1999, when I thought that FFA, like when I, when I had to convince myself that I liked FFA because I got it for fucking Christmas, and it's like, well, it's a sequel to FF7. I really loved FF7. I'll, I will make myself love this, and, and I never were. It, eventually, the the walls broke, and I hate that game. But the thing is, I only had to convince myself of that for like a year. <laughs> like FF9 was out the next year. Yeah, that's a 2000 video game. Uh, like it, it used to be that if you did not like a numbered Final Fantasy, you you weren't going to be waiting that long for the next one. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things that's the reason that one of the many reasons the the series has suffered over the years is just that like it was always a series that divided people a lot. Like new entries were always extremely controversial, but you didn't have time to think about how much you didn't like the new one for as long back in the day. Cause it's like, well, there will be a new one that might be more to your taste soon. It's probably already being previewed. I don't expect we're going to hear anything about FF17 until like 2026 at the earliest. <laughs> That's wild. That is a wild amount of time. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
like yeah, and you know, like the the closest we've got to that, and the thing that is like keeping me from just resenting FF sixteen as much as I would otherwise is oh, FF seven rebirth is out in February, like already penciled in for game of the year twenty twenty four. Truth. And it's going to have stiff competition because for some reason January and February are stacked. Yeah. It's like a Dragon 8 comes out in like around the same time. <sighs> Why did they do this to me? I don't know. In conclusion, uh, Danny Trejo is in Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth and he should also be in... Uh, FF Seven Rebirth. Just put him in. Just put, just put Tanny Trejo in FF Seven Rebirth. Okay. Um, I was just gonna say on like bring those Final Fantasy Thirteen games back. I think a a lot of people who probably ignored Lightning Returns back in the day, if they gave it another right. chance, I think it would find a lot more fans. Because there's a I've, lot of I've people found... that would like a game like that. I found it very easy to convince a certain brand of nerd to play it, and they—they, they, I have been thanked for doing this by saying that it's kind of Valkyrie Profile Three. Yeah, yeah, I could see it. Ooh, uh, I could see it like that for sure. Also, I'm looking at the release list for January. I forgot about Prince of Persia: The Lost Crown. That game looks crazy good. Yeah, it does. Hollow Justice Ace Attorney Collection, just for me, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth. That Grand Blue Fantasy Relink game that's going to come out after like six years of <laughs> since its announcement that's probably going to be trash. It, switched to uh, first, it? it was originally Platinum Games. It then switched to being internally developed by the Grand Blue Fantasy people. It was initially hinted at in like 2017... Like, and it had already been in development for quite a while at that point. <laughs> Jesus, God. Um, but yeah, Persona 3 Reload. Uh, that Mario vs. Donkey Kong remake. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Oh, I forgot Unicorn Overlords in March. Jesus. Oh, and AU Den Chronicles in April. So we've got too much coming out. Uh, it's 2024. It's going to be another busy year. Uh, also, Destiny 2. Uh, the something circle, the final shape. Square, final shape. I just heard num. I, I just heard a shape, and I was like, "Circles are shapes, right?" <laughs> is the circle the final shape? Wheels? Is that how that works? No, the final shape is um, nothing. A halo? Nothingness. I was gonna say a halo. Maybe it's a halo. Think about that. Uh, Have you considered? No. <laughs> But what if? No. Yeah, that's probably illegal now. Um, but yeah. Uh, no, the final shape should be good. And um, yeah, it's it really makes me sad that they've they've had a rough year because although the initial yeah. expansion this year had its issues, the storytelling they've been doing over the course of the year has been like some of the most meaningful the series has ever had. <laughs> Hooray! Like huge, massive reveals, great seasonal stuff. It's been great. So yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, we wanted to keep this one a little short, so I was thinking we might uh, close up shop right about now, but... Yeah, it's probably a good idea. If I... The, the, if the private action doesn't have like the little timer icon on it, does that, that means that it doesn't go away? Okay, that's good. Because I did, I definitely look under leveled for the boss in this private action, so I was just gonna. Go back <laughs> I forgot there was a fucking fight in that yeah. private action. I should go back and kill and kill that. Uh, but yeah, if the timer one one of the many niceties added to this. The game tells you where all the private actions you can ask, access are. Uh, I saw some people complaining about that because it made it feel, made the game feel smaller. But also bear in mind that to actually see every private action in the game, you would have to play it at the least three times, and that, that's just uh, to my like immediate understanding. I could see that number actually being much higher. <laughs> so. Uh, it's uh, it, it makes sense to surface those because it's also where a lot of the party members get characterized in uh, mm. the strongest the strongest characterization they get ends up being in private actions because those are the places they can be guaranteed to actually exist. Um, but yeah, so uh, Gaijin, tell us about being thankful for tabletop games ah <laughs> uh, yes yes tabletop games the one situation where you are allowed to gather around a table and fight each other without repercussions that's, that's really that what thanksgiving, thanksgiving turns into <laughs> yeah i mean let us all be truly thankful that we have survived the evening and still talk to each other <laughs> yes so um if you want to read about more pleasant tabletop interactions we have Princesses of the Pizza Parlor, available for Kindle and Kindle Unlimited. If you enjoy tabletop role-playing games, if you enjoy reading about other people playing tabletop role-playing games, and honestly, if you can watch YouTube videos or podcasts about people doing this, you can read it. Come on, people. Uh, we have Princesses of the Pizza Parlor. Um, currently, let's do a quick count to that. 12 episodes, 3, soon to be 4, side stories, and a paralogue for just slightly less than the total word count of War and Peace at this point. You're gonna, um, you're gonna pass up Tolstoy, you're gonna do it. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, I actually made a joke in one of, the, one of the later episodes where half the cast is currently trying to catch up on summer reading, and one of them is reading a, a one of those middle, a, middle school shorts, um, short novel series that tried to outdo War and Peace for total word count in 50 easy volumes. Um, <laughs> which it's not quite that bad but i'm taking a joke on myself there yeah that's, especially that's a since, good joke especially since immediately after that i reef i paraphrase the single the one and only three star review i have for the first episode fun times yeah it's like if you're gonna give me this especially with a blatant typo i'm going to make fun of it including the typo <laughs> in print so that's episode 11. Check it out. It's fun. Um, but yeah. Um, but yes, Princesses of the Pizza Parlor by Michael Yarimizu. Y-A-R-I-M-I-Z-U. Because, hey, Google can't work with my real name. Hmm. Um, so, uh, Don't worry, soon it won't be able to work with anyone's name. Yeah. <laughs> can't work even with yeah. the power of AI. Oh, it's, it's merely getting dumber by the minute. It is. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It, 
it used to be able to count on its own fingers, but now it can't agree on how many there are. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Uh, one more shout out to Smoking Joe Gamer, twitch.tv slash Smoking Joe Gamer, also available on YouTube for archives. He does streams sometimes, usually, actually, but, you know, it's been a bit off this uh, month, but wanted to shout him out. Uh, we also do, uh, RP Gamer does streams, twitch.tv slash RP Gamer. Uh, it's, uh, there are RPG streams for all tastes on there, depending upon when you choose to look, uh, a lot of them are during my work, which is why I'm not usually super familiar with what's going on at the moment, but <laughs> uh, you know, give that a look. There's a lot of good archives at the very least. Um, we also uh, you can ask us questions. You can ask us questions in the podcast section of the Discord or under the comments for this very episode or uh, if you catch in the chat while we're there uh, while we're streaming you can uh, ask us questions there uh, while we're recording. Uh, usually we would be doing this on a, on a Thursday night, but it turns out that that's American Thanksgiving every year. Um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, recommend, recommended to uh, ask us questions if you feel the inclination. We're always happy to answer. Uh we normally stream Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern, and uh, sun Sunday nights, 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern for shenanigans, where we'll just play whatever garbage. Uh, but otherwise, I think that about wraps up this recording. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know of anything else. So see ya, Space Cowboys. See ya. Yeah.